0: From the team that produced Girls Trip, Hey, What Men Want is an outrageously hilarious must-see comedy in theaters February 8th, starring my boo Taraji P. Henson as a woman who gains the incredible power to hear men's thoughts and uses it to win in life and love. With hilarious performances by Max Greenfield, Tracy Morgan, Pete Davidson, and Wendy McClendon-Covey, there's so much diversity both in front and behind the camera. What Men Want is the perfect movie to see with your girlfriends. It is rated R, but it is in theaters February 8. Be a little something that I like You're looking mighty fine in them skin tights If you know what I mean It's alright with me Hold up I know you got a man but I'm tore up And I don't even care if he roll up With something to say You better tell him he don't want to me so right yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah i love that song because i felt like john legend was drunk when <laughs> he, he was, was recording it the way he was saying he came in good lord you, you got, got body, body for this, this. <laughs> the the th- that you know, nigga is yeah. me shake
0: it to mates. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're in the wrong key but i mean we, w- if we were in the right key we wouldn't be the show that's it praise the lord niggas praise the lord niggas how are you, sis?
1: I'm doing okay. Um busy, but busy is a blessing. It is. So we out here. Um, how you doing? You know,
0: I'm here braving the winds in my house. Listen, listen, <laughs> what listen. What the hell is
1: this? I don't know who did what to piss off the Lord. I but know he I know who did it. Is whipping work. Yes. <laughs> okay, like listen, listen. It, it, I'm what, not right out. now. Like, <laughs> Exactly. You can hear. I'm and I live on the ninth floor. I'm literally turning around, looking at the window, like, okay, I okay. Like, I know I close these windows. Listen, and I got on two pairs of socks. The heat is going, but the winds do not care. That's they the orangutan's coming.
0: fault. That orange orangutan Ooh. in office. He's the one who pissed the Lord off.
1: I am a woman of a particular size, and when I tell you the wind is pushing me up the street, like I was like, wait a minute, wait. Yes, let me get my bearings. Yes. I try not to go outside if I don't have to And that shit's about to drop down to like 17 degrees It's about to be dumb cold And I'm about to be where? Right here in this house Not leaving leaving I will not be moved Listen, and ain't nobody gonna move me Nope I hope y'all are staying warm I understand that it's cold like everywhere in the country Like even where it's supposed to be warm It's like unseasonably chilly Like places like Florida Mm -hmm. Having to wear like coats Sorry for y'all Welcome I I wish I felt worse (laughs) Um, Welcome 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 to those of us who wear I wear two pairs of pants
0: Like I don't be playing No playing games Please Y'all better get to Y'all better get to uh, Oh lord I was about to call that the wrong name You know the Asian Old Navy What's it called? (laughs) Uniglow Y'all got to get to the Uniglow And get you some heat (laughs) tag
1: Heat tag Does that really work? Yes I put it underneath my clothes And it is marvelous and glorious I'm going to have to get me one. Do they order? I have to get a, You know, I get everything delivered.
0: Absolutely. To outside, huh? Yes. You can go right on the line. Absolutely. Right on the line. Right on
1: the We sound like some old aunties. <laughs> down to the, get on down to the, uh, down to the unique love. <laughs> order it. They got it right on the line. What's like, it called? The Asian Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this show. Oh, happy mind Luther
0: King Day. Oh, yes. No. Oh, but speaking of which, your niece. So I was okay. like, what you all learn at school? She was like, we're learning about Martin Luther King Jr. I was like, okay, so what'd you learn? And she was like, he fought for white people and black people to come together. I said, okay. So then we went out to dinner and Noah said, Um, is there another place for the black people to walk in? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, Are black people allowed here? And I said, Mm. I said, is this from you learning about Martin Luther King? And she was like, Yes. I said, I said, Do you see black people in here? She said, yes. I said, you see white people in here? She said yes. I said what is it called when they keep white people and black people separate and she said segregation yeah. I said <laughs>
1: Come on So yes I I would have been I would have been like You know there is De facto segregation Noah And then there is De like, jure <laughs> All of the ins and outs She would have been like what? I want you to know That we are still living Under the implications Of a flawed system like, Let's just wait till, like, Let's just wait Till okay. second
0: grade <laughs> I know She already knows away. She knows the police Are a flawed system She speaks on it Absolutely
1: But anyway well, Her parents Well we know Who her parents are So
0: <laughs> <laughs> My sister uh, called today Asking We were watching the football And I was like Now you know We stand with Captain this house
1: <laughs> <laughs> Now you know we stand with Colin Kaepernick. You know we are a Kaepernick you know household. We, <laughs> we do not watch that filth in this house. You know that. You know we don't. We on the Hulu. <laughs> anyway. Good times, man. We got Good
0: trash. Time. We got trash. All right, let's get it. Love trash. Rock, rock, rock. So <laughs> Is that you're Oscar? To yeah. Come on, Oscar. That yeah. was my Oscar for for this hefty trash segment. Oh man, it's a lot. Let me get my let me get my teacup. All right. I know. It's um yeah, it's kinda it's kind of a heavy trash. But we'll start off with the Kentucky Catholic school, who mocked um the indigenous elder
1: who also happens to be a veteran. Uh, in DC, did you see that video? I didn't see it. I saw like on Instagram, like scroll on my time. I'm mean, scrolling on my timeline. I saw it, but I hadn't. I didn't click it and watch it because I felt like it would upset me. Oh, it will piss you off, and I just didn't want that on my spirit before I went to the Lord's house this morning. <laughs> like it will piss you.
0: I have. I just stumbled on it, so I didn't even like. I'm. In my Twitter feed And it like came up I was like Come on And they're in this man's face It is super disrespectful Apparently So people have been All over the schools Asked to um, Discipline these students Because they were in Make America Great Again Hats And I saw that That's why I just said Let me just use these thumbs And scroll on Because I can When you see that red hat You need to just move forward But it was very disrespectful And apparently the school Issued an apology But We don't accept it Nope. Oh. <laughs> throw all Help of them me. kids away and their families. Because you know that's learned <laughs> behavior. I know it is. Like, all, of, throw them all away. The whole generation. All, oh, you're God. the whole bloodline. Just throw them all away.
1: I'm trying to be... Next. Person,
0: but... Our beep has been dropped from RCA. <gasps> Our beep. Our beep. Because I do not feel like saying his entire name. So I'm just going to yeah, beep it yeah, yeah. myself. Yeah, man. I mean... It's Robert done. Beep has been dropped. It's done. I'm so happy because first they said they weren't going to release any new music, and now they have all together enough enough has fuss has been raised for them to say, "All right, we can't have this person on our label any longer." Which will, you know, obviously we want to see some le- legal implications and yeah, okay, but that's some not justice their bag for to these. Carry. Um, no,
1: RCA is doing what's what's within there. Uh, they did what they were supposed power, to do. So. That's it. I mean... So I'm happy. And I feel like... I've been getting a lot of pushback from people who are, you know, like... uh, Evidently... Just in terms of... of, uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase this because I'm trying to be a... PC? Yes. So (laughs) I just think like... We have to be mindful because I understand, you know, I, I saw somebody sent me a post of a man who was saying like, you know, how troubled he was and how vengeful um, we as a society were being, specifically vengeful. black women. He used wow. that word. He used wow. that word. He talked about how we have such a hunger <laughs> for vengeance and vindication and how like, you know, uh, not saying that people should not be held accountable, but saying like what he doesn't really understand the society's um, response. It seems like people are being merciless uh, to R. Kelly and coming after him in ways that are unfair. And I just think that it is really fascinating how how um, <laughs> one-sided uh we are we tend to think about we we can think about things and i just feel like i just want to kind of say everybody I think it's a very personal decision how you choose to respond or I, react. I I just feel like we we really tread on on thin ice when we get to telling people how they should and should not feel or respond to things. Um, because we don't have the context or the lived experience that other people have. Like you don't know who you're talking to when you're saying not to be vengeful against uh someone who has has who has been found to have done like really heinous obscene heinous things to children and women I mean to children and women um so I don't know I don't feel like it's fair I think it's it's really this is a larger conversation we can have at another time but I've just been thinking about like the expectation that people have of black women in terms of like us really being treated any old kind of way legit mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. It, but <clears throat> Then we're saying so so, and then you're gonna to police the ways that we get to respond and and to say like I just like been reading a lot of like Audre Lorde and on this and there's just a lot out there about a uh, a black woman's anger and how the the angry black woman trope has has really been used to silence the anger of of Black women as a whole and how anger is a tool and anger is a healthy emotion. So I don't think that it's fair um, to tell people that they cannot be angry about something so vile. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you consider that R. Kelly is not the only R. Kelly. No. Um, and you don't know who you're talking to and in the ways in which any woman has been impacted by, by, um, you know, abuse in the ways that R. Kelly has, has um, you know, been found to do. So I don't know. I ain't mean to go off on that tangent, but I just think we got to be real careful. I mean, everyone's allowed to have their opinions, but I think we mm-hmm. get real sticky when we start telling people that they should mm-hmm. and should not feel certain kind of ways because that's not our place. And And if you worry so much about the condition of my heart and my capacity to forgive. I wonder if you are that intense or intentional about kind of uh, reflecting on your own practices about that. Because so so quickly, how how quick and easy it is for you to to make a judgment on on the ways that i respond or choose to respond to a situation um you know as opposed to the actual situation exactly as opposed to the actual situation instead of instead of agreeing that what has transpired is a crime against humanity mm-hmm. you would then want to further marginalize and um and uh abuse the population that you know has been most most greatly impacted. I just think it's real dicey and we got to be super careful um, about shoulds and shouldn'ts when it comes to something so personal. You People don't know what it's like to, to walk around and you don't know what it's like to walk around in this world, in in, in this body, being both black and woman and the vulnerabilities that, that 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 exposes me to. You don't know what that's like. So before you get here and tell me what I should and should not be doing, I want you to check that. Like, just be just just acknowledge that you don't know what it's like before you, before you feel like you can open your mouth, fix your mouth to tell me how I should do anything. You don't know what it's like to live my life. And not to have nobody ride for me, you still riding for the nigga who is harming me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still annoyed by I,
0: that. I'm more annoyed. Uh, I'm s- not more annoyed. <clears throat> I'm just as annoyed with black women who whos who like speak so ignorantly about situations like these. Just because you are, you do live in the same body as me. Mm-hmm. Like you do have the same experience as me, and it just makes me wonder, like, what. Like what? What have you gone through for you, to to side with like the 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 ignorant? I just don't. Anyway, yeah, because <clears throat> that could be a whole
1: thing. It can. <laughs> we just got to be more like just just be just mind your business manager, ministries and just like we need to operate with real objectivity, um, especially when it comes to to telling people. Mm. You know, you can have your opinion. And I can listen to it And be You know I can respect it even But But the moment When you get to telling me How I should And should not feel Then you've crossed the line Yep (laughs) As far as I'm concerned I agree But yeah We can get back to the trash My bad Oh no
0: Please It's
1: (laughs) I'm doing NYPD got something to say
0: as well They do They have something to say And nowhere (laughs) to go Cause you are driving 12 miles an hour Listen (laughs) Ain't no traffic out there Right now Shannon Sharp <laughs> oh, does, does not see it for future. Ain't no problem, ain't no problem, ain't no problem, ain't no problem, no. ain't no problem, no problem, no. Ain't, no problem no. ain't no problem, ain't no problem. <laughs> somebody asked him if he listened to the new future album and shannon sharp said i will not listen to future (laughs) anymore until he leaves sierra and russell alone he was like how many he's like he was like this man had how many kids after he had this other kid He was like he needs to be happy that that boy is being raised in a nice household with a man who loves him and a mother who loves
1: him i was like Come so on old. Black and Miles and Hennessy Listen Shannon <laughs> Sharp looked like a He looked like a colt in the face He played for the colt so long That he looked like a colt in the face I love him He does I love him He,
0: he does I love him yeah, He does But he's a he's just like a black man Like I just I just feel like I, have I, can, a, I can get behind you I can Like I just love me some Shannon Sharp I'm like yeah man Like make me some ribs So yeah. Like he can fry
1: a mean piece of catfish Yes In the backyard
0: In a white beater Like go ahead Yes, H- yes. <laughs> yes. With his black and mild And his Hennessy Absolutely <laughs> Um. Oh Shaking that cap This was sad in Paper bag <laughs> 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry Go ahead Um. Okay let me get myself together For this one Because this is sad I probably oh. should have Rearranged this 21 people were massacred In Haiti Oh uh, As I far as know. we know yeah, it so that I have been very irritated with the lack of um like coverage on this story because it's so sad. So, a truck, uh, a police truck, um, came into a small neighborhood in Port au Prince in Haiti, mm-hmm. and a bunch of uniformed people, as well as men dressed in all black, jumped out and opened fire Jesus. on the neighborhood. And this is a this was a um, a lower income neighborhood. So they opened fire, and then they then they proceeded to go into households and pull people out, what? and either shoot them on spot or get them with a machete in the alley. What in the world? So this lady. She was able to run away, but she, you know, she said, I was fearing for my life. She found out later on she lost her 21-year-old son. And she was like, I I don't know. Like, they just came in, and we thought it was getting ready to be, like, the police come in for some sort of protection or whatever because we have a lot of gang uh, problems in this neighborhood. She was like, "The the gang issue around here is very, very bad, and they run everything. And so... Now there's a conspiracy that either it was the gang as well as um, corrupted police who like who had something to do with this, or it was maybe just a gang who had police attire. I don't. Anytime the government is involved in anything, no matter what country it is, I automatically think that there is some sort of corruption involved. So. I'm not sure, but all I know is all of the prayers uh, for those families in mm-hmm. Haiti um, and for that neighborhood, because this is it's it's obscene. And I just like I said, the lack of coverage on it has just I can't believe that more people don't know about this. You're not the first person to be like, I didn't know anything about this. So prayers for them. Prayers for Haiti. Absolutely. Um. Okay. And then our last one, we're gonna we're gonna round it out with some good news. Rihanna is the first Black woman in the world to collaborate with LVMH Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy.
1: Oh, yes!
0: So she will be. She's coming out with some kind of collection. Um, if you didn't know, Fenty Beauty is under the LVMH brand. Come on, push past, Robin. Yeah. So they, they, they're all. Fenty is already under the LVMH brand. She's now doing a collaboration with them. So I don't know what's getting ready to happen. I know people keep screaming about these albums. Oof. Rihanna is worried about her long Listen, money securing
1: <laughs> the Louis Vuitton bags. Okay. The duffel, suitcase. I'm not mad, honey. Let me know. Nobody. Just let me know what time to show up because I'm going to be on time. And if you keep hollering about her album, listen, this is where she, as far as I'm concerned, this is where Rihanna belongs, okay? building this you ain't empire. no real fan we got time we got time we got plenty of time for Rihanna to to do our diddy on them little, on them party tracks we got plenty of time half of y'all didn't even like Wild Thoughts Hello?
0: and that just came, like that just came out so y'all like this song is terrible but I love Rihanna Oh, this song is terrible but it's nostalgic so I'm gonna go ahead and listen to it so just go ahead and keep listening to this so this lady can stack the rest of her bread
1: alright
0: <laughs>
1: <So, laughs> <laughs> I'm Jew, I like That's it, wow, wow Wow Listen Get your Louis Vuitton bags honey I'm not mad Congratulations to you Robin Fenty We speak your name sis Absolutely And that is it for the trash We can move
0: right on over To these shout outs Alright Dan My is right now Like I am VV excited for the shout out this week So my homegirl Bintu has a hot pepper condiment line by the name of Nafis
1: We know y'all niggas like hot sauce (laughs) Love it, but this is like
0: elevation on another level So a little background on Bintu She's she's of Senegalese descent and was raised uh, right outside of outside of France, outside of Paris. Um so she is French, uh Senegalese, but has been living in Brooklyn for a couple decades at this point. She gifted me with a number of her hot pepper condiments, so I'm going to read some of them off to you all. Mm. I got a smoky cumin which can be used as a dip spread rub or marinade. I got a spicy peanut. Nigga, let me tell you about this spicy peanut. Mm-hmm. I put it on one of these empanadas that she made last night, and it was everything. And then I have a curry, which uh, has habanero pepper and bell pepper, coconut milk, brown sugar. It is They just have really good flavors in them. And then also a lime and herb um, hot sauce. So... <laughs> you can find her at nafisoriginals.com. We'll be sure to put all of the information in the description box. I'll also post the Instagram link and all of that. Get your orders up. She's based out of Brooklyn. I believe she ships, but her products are on point. And then also, <clears throat> I will confirm this. Her products are also sold in Whole Foods. I'm not sure if that's nationwide. or. I feel like I've
1: seen them because I, this jar that you showed it's me. so cute. I feel like I have seen that. I have. And if I will, I will look at my Whole Foods and pick that up. Even though I don't really do the spice, but I'm intrigued by this spicy peanut. Well, so
0: listen, she's got a not spicy peanut actually in a larger jar that you can use as a base, as well as a non-spicy curry that comes in a larger jar. Mm,
1: So she's she's got... She's speaking my language. There
0: you go. Because... What, what, what the good recommendation is that you take the non spicy, use it as your base for whatever your dish is, and then you just top it off with a little bit of the spicy peanut for that spice and that flavor. So, anyways, we will post all of the information in the description box. I. Personally admonish you all to go to NafisOriginals.com and get you a couple of jars. You're not gonna be disappointed. It will take your dishes to the next level. And again, you can use them as sp- as dips, rubs, marinades, all kinds, all kinds of fun shit. Put it on your nigga and lick it off. Like whatever. Like
1: <laughs> if y'all don't get put down no spicy like spicy peanut on listen,
0: wait a minute. Now. No, don't put it on his joint. Like on his don't belly or nothing, something. No, no, don't put nothing spicy near his
1: joint. Or listen. yours. <laughs> My God, let's let's operate with wisdom here, people. Please, please don't here do that in the j and be in an emergency room. Hell <laughs> no, hell I'm do not do about
0: to be Tiffany of out here put telling people to put acid in their niggas' penis holes. Like wh- I was like, what is this? That doesn't even sound like a good idea. <laughs>
1: first of all that is a felony (laughs) that is a felony but we can
0: oh I can't no I I felt sorry for mm, no don't don't put any grapefruits or any (laughs) acids or any spicy things near anybody's genitalia male or female Thank God. <laughs> and again, get your get your hot your sauces <laughs> and your rubs from Nafice Originals. All right, get your rubs. Get, get your rubs or your rubs. Get your Let's rubs move on, on your to the rub. kitchen table, cause this just went all the way left. Oh man. I don't know where
1: we went. <laughs> we got to get back. This week's episode is brought to you by Third Love. Using millions of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and an incredible feel. Third Love is the industry leader with 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes. Skip the trip. Find your fit in 60 seconds with Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. So listen, I'm going to tell you this. I don't have much to speak of in the way of boobs but (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know so I've you know I've really never been I can literally just grab me a bra from Target like cause you know I know my size I get my life so I was like not leery but you know I took the fit finder quiz and the questions they were asking me, I was like, "Well, these are like really detailed, like questions, I I and I really want to know, like do your titties I actually, hang low, do they exactly. To the like, I literally <laughs> had to take my bra off and look at them. Like, I never even noticed, like which are direction your titties are attending to, like which direction you're, you're like, where do they sit? How do they sit? Where do you, how do you wear your bras? I'm like, girl, who thinks this much about breasts? But okay. <laughs> I took my Fit Finder quiz and they sent the size that they said that I was, I was like, this is about to be some bull because I know I'm not this size. But they Same. went ahead and sent me this, si- this bra, honey. And when I tell you that I have to stand corrected because Third Love has showed out, uh, listen... They Cause have, our titties stand corrected My, my titties <laughs> do stand corrected right now And I'm just like Well dang Well maybe I need to I will definitely be uh, Ordering some more Third Love bras Because they do fit amazing And mm-hmm. they feel good Like I'm not adjusting I don't have to adjust Cause you know One boob is, is bigger than the other And I'm yep. always like adjusting <laughs> the, the bigger boob right But I don't have no problems With my Third Love bra I love it So start with your Fit Finder quiz Answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit over 10 million women plus me and jade have taken this quiz today <laughs> it's actually really fun and it takes less than a minute to finish third love offers double the number of sizes that most other brands offer sizes from a through h and bands that make a dance up to 48 <laughs> <laughs> okay so third love takes its customer input seriously they recently mm-hmm. launched their most requested style cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear that's it. That's it, honey, because that's all that matters. It took two years to develop and perfect the cotton collection, which is made of premium cotton called Pima. The result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. Get your third love live, sis. I promise you, you won't be disappointed because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to order my next one like tomorrow. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for
0: everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grown now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today.
1: All right, kids, let's gather around the kitchen table um, because it's time for us to handle some adulting Some grown folks' business. Today, we are going to be uh, answering a few requests uh, that we've received over the last few months, uh, specifically from listeners who are either in the process of or considering a move out of state or moving out of their parents' house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jade and I have both been asked to kind of give our experiences moving and kind of tips and things that we've learned um, in both planning and living through a moving uh, either across state lines or across town or just moving period because, you know, it's a pain. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are lots of things that you don't know that you don't know until you don't know them. Exactly. Um, So we're going to hopefully touch on some lessons we've learned and give you guys some useful information um, that will help you plan your moves if you are trying to, you know, do something new in 2019. Wow. Or 2020. So, yeah. I mean, because... Yeah. So, sis, uh, before we get into, like, the lessons learned, let me first ask you, um, do you have any moving horror stories? Wow. Yeah, the last time I moved. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody got a moving horror story because moving is terrible. I have a, I a few moving horror enjoyed.
0: stories, but... <sighs> The last time that I moved, we moved in 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 such a rush that I did not get to properly pack up my um, my apartment. So mm-hmm. it was a nightmare moving out and moving in, and then mm. that sets you up for failure when you're like setting up your new space and like trying to start off on a good foot. So. One promise I made to myself, which has, you know, that's kind this is kind of an advanced moving on this one right here. But one promise I made to myself is that I will forever hire movers oh, <laughs> and I will give myself enough time and properly pack up my home so that, you know, and make sure I throw things away and all of that so that when I get into the new space, it's easier to kind of like set up and start to get my life organized. What about you?
1: Oh, man, moving is awful. (laughs) Um, Oh, man, I meant every word of that. It's the worst. Um, So one of the, I think the first, this really segues into kind of, I think, what is like the number one uh, piece of advice that I would give to anyone who's considering a move. Uh, My horror story um, was essentially because I rushed my move. Mm And and what was so crazy is that a move that should have been the most... That should have been the most seamless and easy move uh, was so hard. So, like, I moved in my building. Mm-hmm. Like, I moved from one side of my building to the other. Oh, when you moved from the other apartment. Yes, God. <laughs> and... That should have been uh, the easiest move in the world. That should have been the easiest move in the world because I didn't even have to go outside. <laughs> but it was awful. <laughs> Why? Because... I wasn't ready. I wasn't, but you know, I, I wasn't... It was awful because I wasn't ready. I had not planned to move. And for whatever reason, I underestimated all that goes into moving mm-hmm. everything you own from mm-hmm. one place to another. Yeah, um, same. So literally moving from one side, my, my apartment building is like like a couple towers. And I moved from one tower to another tower. And literally... Didn't have to go outdoors, but it was one of the worst moves I've ever had. <laughs> Why? Because, because I just wasn't ready to move. If I would have had, I, I wish I would have planned it. Even though I was moving in the same building, I still feel like I needed four to six weeks of preparation. Yes. Um, And I, I literally gave myself like two days. It wasn't even like, I wasn't oh. even like, it. I didn't give myself enough time. And I allowed, I allowed uh, my friend, my former roommate, who I love very dearly, I allowed her to tell me that it was going to be so easy. I allowed, oh, we just do it real quick. We'll do it real quick. When I tell you, I was up all night. Like, literally, <laughs> literally slept, like, like, 15 minutes um, and was not finished. Like, it was just, it was it was relentless. So, worst move ever because I rushed it and I did not plan and even though I didn't even have to go outdoors, it was a horrible move, um, because it was rushed and things got broken, things got lost, mm. and just like how taxing it was, oh, it was
0: just awful. No, I know so bad. I, I remember I stood in my, my old living room after this is days of packing and moving shit. I stood in my old living room and I like, was about to have a nervous breakdown i did not I didn't know I was like, I don't even know how to continue on right in this moment right here, like I'm literally about to have so, a nervous breakdown.
1: I don't feel like I've ever had a move where I did not stand in the middle of a floor and just bawl <laughs> like and yeah. just weep. Yes, I think when I moved into this apartment, honestly, I stood i I got the key from the um office manager. It came up here. there was nothing in here, no furniture, nothing. And I literally just stood in this apartment and I just broke down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, ugly cry. Like, lying on the floor just wailing because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I literally moved like two days before I had to go to a conference out of state. You so did. Stuff everywhere. Oh, and I, I mean, as a result, I had to present at the conference. I did not have my stuff together. It was just all bad. It, it was all bad. I do remember that. And uh, um, when I moved into this building the first time, but again, due to a lack of planning, I uh, didn't know that the apartment, I mean, I've been and visited and all of that. We'll, we'll get into how important that is. But like the kinds of things that you look for when you are vetting a new place. Um, I moved all my furniture down here from New York and none of it fit through the door <laughs>
0: that is a that is a huge thing here having to take doors off you don't know if the none stairway is going to be
1: big enough for your couch it was, like. very narrow, it was a very narrow it was a very narrow stair uh, door door frame mm-hmm. literally the couch would not fit into the door no matter how you turned it no matter how and the couch that I bought down here I had to throw it out I went to Home Depot and put it in a dumpster because I couldn't fit I could not put it in into apartment that's crazy and because I didn't know that I that, that it probably makes sense for you to kind of measure <laughs> door frames yes. and make sure you can get if you're moving upstairs make sure your stuff will fit in the elevator all these things and the same thing happened to Linnell the couch that she had in her apartment before we moved into the apartment that we shared mm-hmm. would not fit it wouldn't fit in, in the elevator They couldn't even get it. Upstairs. I'm trying
0: to imagine how big these couches were because the couch that you all had was pretty big the sectional
1: it was a sectional, but it was a sectional, so you could break it down in pieces. Oh, yeah, These were true. like it was like a big old couch, big ass couch. Yeah. Well, that is a good segue
0: into some of the things that people don't think about when you're first moving. So, your furniture—that's key. You have to measure <laughs> your doorways to make sure that your furniture is going to be able to fit through. Don't just start buying stuff online and then you, the shit right. can't—you can't even get the shit
1: up the stairs. It's so crazy, but it all goes into first before you move before you before you get to the business, the actual logistics of things to consider in moving, mm-hmm. I think your first order of business, I know I said business twice. The first thing that you should do is really sit down and think about why you're moving, Yep. what you want in terms of the kind of a, a apartment or house or whatever, what what you want, what are your... And make a list legit. And it's okay to have like... Make a list and don't skimp. So I say... Write down what you want, ideally. Yep. All the things that you want to have, ideally. You may not find the apartment that meets all of those things, but if you have a sense of what you want, um, identifying your, the, your, your your big wish list and also your deal breakers, that will help you to kind of uh, determine from the list of options that you have mm-hmm. which ones may be the best fit. Because it's, um, it's not really useful or beneficial for you to be looking at, like, 20 apartments, yeah, getting, I mean, nobody has time to do that. No. That takes a long time. You narrow your well, list down, yeah. and
0: you see what what you can get off of your list in your price range, and then especially from there, if you're
1: moving out of state,
0: especially. Um,
1: so if you're planning out, really write down, you know, why you're moving. Make sure that you're clear about that what you want in terms of the kind of place that you want to move into, what amenities you would like for it to have, Mm -hmm. what your needs are, all of that. And then you need to sit down and think about your budget, what you want to spend, what you're able to spend, Mm -hmm. not even what you want to spend, like what what you're able to spend and survive on. And you need to have all of this done before you even leave your house, before you leave, before you start Googling and Craigslisting and everything else, you need to have this done. Um, And if you're moving out of state, I would also add to that being uh, like, you know, getting a sense of if you have an idea of where you're moving, like, if you know, which city you're going to mm-hmm. move to having um, things in place where you can, you know, go and visit if you haven't visited, get some get some just to get a sense of things. And if you're thinking or or deliberating between different kinds of cities that even makes the making knowing what you want and why you want it all the more important. So a good list for you to to initially write down and like
0: he said this needs to begin before you even start looking for apartments. Yeah, like um, way before, honestly. Write down your monthly expenses. So your rent, your utilities, and break those utilities down. Does that Do, do these apartments or home or whatever it is that you're getting ready to move into, uh, do they pay for water or do you have to pay for your own water, your own gas, your own electricity? You have to be sure, you know that you're going to have to put deposits down for all of these things so you want to factor all of those things in as well. Your cell phone bill, all of the current bills that you have while you're you are in the living situation that you're in mm-hmm. that are not getting ready to go away just because you're moving out on your own. Your cell phone bill, all of your subscriptions, um, your Spotify, <laughs> your Netflix, everything. just everything, everything that you pay for on a monthly basis. Your gas, your parking, your groceries, your eating out money, your weekend spending money. And don't skimp on your weekend spending money. Your Ubers. How you much realistic. you
1: realistically you spend when
0: you go out to eat? How much you, you realistically spend done, when you drink? Yep, like
1: all, like your legit budget. If you what you know and what you spend, even if it's unreasonable, you know you shouldn't be spending it. You still need to know, like you know, if you you know, I nails, lashes, hair. All of that, yeah. Everything that you spend, especially if you go into another city, because we'll get into that later. But these things, the price points for these things differ based on where you are. Absolutely, <laughs> that was a major lesson that I learned moving Woo-ah. here from New York. I want you all to I know. I literally paid double, um, what I used to pay to get my hair and nails done. Like literally, actually, times two. Like, cause, and I had no idea that things cost what they cost here which really attributed to me cutting all my hair off but that's we can get to that. Later.
0: <laughs> but you have to factor all of those things in so make sure all of your current expenses and then all of the expenses that come along with you living that in, also your furniture um furnishing mm-hmm. your house your cleaning supplies when you get in there your spice cabinet filling up your refrigerator uh, your 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 thing to clean your toothbrush I mean not to clean your toothbrush, your toilet bowl, your toilet bowl cleaner brush thing <laughs> you know what I'm saying your shower and curtain yeah. liner like every your trash cans, every small detail, every little thing look around where you're living right now and say these are all of the things that I have to buy then once you but anyway once you factor in your monthly expenses, you want to add a ten percent buffer in there. So I was reading that in an article. At least 10%. At least 10%. At least 10%. And you really could stand to do 20 do 20%. Oh, absolutely. And consider saving two to three months, which to me actually needs to be about six months worth of living expenses at the very least when you're moving out. So you want to make sure that if you were to lose your job or God forbid, or, you know, some sort of unforeseen circumstance, you had to stop working for a period of time. You have saved up at least six months, a half of... And I know that that's not always realistic. So that's why I say two. the article says two to three months, and I'll be sure to put that in the description box. But consider saving two to three months of living expenses at the very least so that you can give yourself some sort of cushion.
1: Yeah, and I mean, because we talked about this when we answered the, the young lady's question a couple of weeks ago, but like that cushion... Mm-hmm. it's really not much of a cushion when you consider all the stuff that you gonna have to buy absolutely you will eat through that cushion um, I mean I mean if you wanna have a cushion in addition to your moving expenses but like like Jay was saying these are all of the things that you wanna be mindful of that you will have to spend money on and what it costs to move and that cleaning supplies <laughs> um this is like nut, like you don't really know how much all that stuff will add up. You thinking, oh, I just spent $100 at Target. No, no ma'am, no Pam. No. No ham, no turkey. I spent, when I first moved here, I literally, somebody had to grab my chest. Somebody had to hold me up. Because when that lady told me that I had spent $400-something at mm-hmm. Target, literally just buying the things that you use every day. When I thought, you know, it would it would be easier to just buy it than to transport it, and it was, but you know I didn't really think that it cost that much mm-hmm. money to buy like, you know, like Clorox wipes, and well, you gotta buy new mops and Swiffers and, and brooms and dustpans, dust and you gotta buy trash cans for every room, you gotta buy light Shelf bulbs, liners. <laughs> like all these things that you don't really realize um, you know, you need to, and I mean some of this, forgive us for those of you who are like, like this kind of stuff is common sense, but I didn't. I mean, if you take stuff for granted when you are always have it. Absolutely. But I remember distinctly being 28 years old and like saying, "I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, because I really didn't know. Um, a lot of things that I needed to know, you know, when moving and moving out. Um, and all of this money is before you have put a sock in a suitcase, honey. You haven't That's packed it. any of your things yet. Nothing. So, like Jay said, movers, movers. I feel like, um. I'm gonna be careful how I say this because I feel like if you can afford mm-hmm. to spend the money, it's mm-hmm. totally worth it. Um, because you know movers are professionals, so they like move people professionally. It really takes a lot of the weight and pressure off of you. Woo. I've never had movers, mm. um, but I I have already made up my mind that when I move out of here,
0: <laughs> since once I'm you get a taste to of the have... mover life, you'll never go back.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Because all of the expenses. Um, of actually getting your new place once you get a new place once you identify a new place once you have vetted it and also um all, the, all that money uh has nothing to do with actually transporting your things um and which is another expense in and of itself so whether or not that means having movers or getting a u-haul um these are things that you that you definitely want to Be mindful of um, because it it really it is it is a lot Mm -hmm. to think about. Absolutely.
0: So create a realistic budget um, for yourself. That is super key Um, rather than you creating a blind budget. Don't create a blog. Yeah. You need to get real specific. Like I know it's tedious and I know it's annoying, but you need to go through your finances with a fine tooth comb. Go through your bank statement. Look at what you're spending money on. There's a program called True Bill. You can get it. It's an app. True Bill. You attach your credit cards and your debit cards, um, and your checking account information. And what it does, it goes through and it assesses how much you're spending gives you a little breakdown of how much you're spending. And then it also checks to see which subscriptions you have and like things like your cell phone bill or your electricity bill and the true, you pay a little fee or whatever and true bill can negotiate on your behalf to get those bills lower. So like it helps you to consolidate and save money. There's also Mm -hmm. a program called self lender, um, that, that adds to your credit score, so it basically takes money out of your account every single month, puts it into a savings, and then it reports it to the credit bureau. So it's kind of a double thing that I've also signed up for. So it's like little things like that for you to get a leg up. These are things that I wish I would have done, and I did not do. <laughs> but these are things I wish I would have done. And as I get older, and as I continue to move, and you know, in events, I figure out how to do things a little bit smarter. So. That's something that you can do as well. Now, Kia and I had a very interesting conversation about some of the things you need to consider when moving out that may not be so obvious. We can sit Mm -hmm. down and we can break down the finances. We can break down the furniture. I don't know how much you're going to spend. I don't know if you got IKEA money. I don't know if you got Pier 1 money. I don't know what you got. (laughs) I don't know if you got West Elm money. That's something that you have to work out. But we want to talk about some of the safety uh, precautions in moving out.
1: Absolutely. Okay. And these are things that you might want to consider when you are vetting a place. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. If you're moving out of state, when I moved from New York to D.C., um, I was moving, you know, alone, um, not having, you know, a huge amount of family here. Well, I don't have any family here, but um not having any and, and having, when I moved here, I maybe had one or two friends, people who I went to undergrad with, people mm-hmm. who I knew that lived in this area. But other than that, I was moving here, not knowing a soul. Um, and I was really conscious of that. Um, especially leaving New York where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So as you know, I remember getting my list and I, and me and Latoya came down here um, and hooked up with my friend, uh, Jessica, who Went to, we went to undergrad with, and Jessica took me around for a weekend, um, and literally just you know we were just going to different apartments and talking to different people, um, and 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 really helped to. She helped. She was really instrumental in like helping me to identify, you know, places you know places where I might want to live, places where I wouldn't really want to live. <laughs> so um, that's important. I w- it was awesome to have her as a resource. So if, if you're moving to a place where you've never lived, um, if you know somebody there that you trust, it would be. I think it's it's great advice to kind of just reach out to them. Yep. And see if they would be willing to just, you know, let you come for a day or a weekend and and really show you around and give you like that lived perspective. Like I live here that I live here perspective that you're not going to find like in Yelp reviews or online um, and somebody who can kind of give you that kind of insight who really knows where you're where you're moving to. And if you don't have that person, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world, but you just need to be more strate- you need to be a bit more strategic around the kind of questions that you ask when you are talking to to, you know, property managers and things like that. So when I moved down here as a single woman, I was really conscious of, you know, being scared. (laughs) Like, and, you know, um, I knew that there were certain things that I didn't want to have to deal with. Um, So sat with my list and with my friend Jessica, she kind of kind of helped me narrow down my list of, you know, okay, so you don't want to live here. You don't want to do that. And I noticed that, in this area. So I'm not going to tell you this is going to be the situation for everyone, but in this particular area, there were some ex- apartments that were not as expensive, um, but they were in areas where um she felt like or we we determined that I might not have been most comfortable um given the kinds of apartment buildings that they were. So I was telling Jade there was one apartment building that was close to campus, University of Maryland, mm-hmm. um and it was it was it was uh, you know, just for the sake of the story, let's say it was maybe like a thousand dollars a month, which which was less than I was paying in New York. So I was like, Oh, let me see what this is about. Mm-hmm. So I went to go see the apartment chow cheese. So um <laughs> it was I don't wanna say it was the hood. It was um, hood adjacent. It was hood adjacent mm-hmm. and like the 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 you can tell. You know how you in a place you can tell by how the property is maintained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we had that. We had that was a factor, but I still was like, let me just go see, and it was like a second floor apartment, mm-hmm. which I'll get to later. Yes. So I was like, okay. Um, so it was not on the ground level, so I was like, okay, second floor, I'll go see it. So it was a it was a decent apartment. Mm-hmm. I went in there, but there were things that were like, okay. Um, They were a little red flags to me I.E. There was a balcony mm. And it was on the second floor But I still feel like Anybody who was upwards of six feet Could find a way to get on that balcony So I felt like knowing me I I would not I would be tripping Thinking that somebody was on my balcony all the time These niggas and do pull-ups would, on light posts every day You know what I'm saying? Exactly <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> Additionally, there was another property, not this property, but there was another property that I looked at that had fire escapes and I had the same concern. So when I started looking into properties with the higher price points, they had some amenities that eased my nerves around certain issues. Mm-hmm. So like, and to me, it was worth it. So could I have saved a hundred dollars, um, you know, and dealt with it? sure. But having the peace of mind was worth a hundred dollars to me, knowing mm-hmm. that I was in a secure place, um, where I felt safe at all times. Um, that was more. So I, I, I feel like the advice here is like, if there are things in your gut, if, th- if you visit a place and your gut is telling you something, listen to those, listen to that intuition and don't be afraid to, it, it to, um, you know, follow that intuition, even if it means you may spend a little bit more money within reason. So, no, I didn't go get a a, a deluxe apartment in the sky, <laughs> but right. I did I did um, change some things. I did kind of make some more allow for some more flexibility in my budget to ensure that I had certain things in place like a parking space. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, oh, I'm not paying, especially me coming from New York City. I was like, I'm not paying for no parking space or the street parking Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. I pay eighty dollars to park in my apartment. Go ahead and cl- gasp and clutch your pearls, but but um, I have grown to learn that that eighty dollars a month is worth it. Uh,
0: it's I, worth it. I think eighty dollars sounds wonderful compared to exactly. New York, with uh, <laughs> where it be costing like a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars, exactly. and that's when the cheap in in Brooklyn for parking monthly. Listen,
1: and I mean again, and that's me if being you can a find single it. one. Exactly. Me being a single woman, let's say I I go out to the clubhouse one night and it's mm-hmm. three in the morning. I then have to circle the block looking for parking and then have to walk from that parking space to my building and risk God knows what. No, no. When I pay my eighty dollars, I can get into the garage and park in the spot that's mine and won't nobody else be in it. Amen. And I go on upstairs and handle my business. So there are. So be mindful. We're not so when we were talking before about the list of things that you want, the list of things that are, you know, are deal breakers, if there are certain amenities that you would like to have, and that will ease your mind, it's okay to have those things. Um, even if it means you have to, to uh, have a, spend a little bit more money to get them, but ha- being safe is of utmost priority. So when you're talking to property managers, ask them the the real questions, ask them about break-ins, ask them if, if they're, if they're, what their security, um, Policies and procedures mm-hmm. are what things do they have in place? you know who has access to what doors uh you know where are their cameras, where are they not yeah. Ask questions. Ask the hard questions. Ask questions, and and don't be worried about people getting offended no. as you asking these kinds of questions. Because I mean, the real, the really real of it all is that anything could happen anywhere. But you want to be an informed, an informed consumer, yep. and you want to have things in place, um, especially when you're talking about spending the kind of money that you're going to spend.
0: Yeah, pre- just be preventative, like as as mm-hmm. preventative as you can be, in those in my in the very first. Um, like legit apartment that I got on my own um, my I, I made sure My mother was like Don't get anything on the first floor I didn't get anything in the first floor yeah. Period Like I knew it wasn't gonna I, I just knew that it was more of a risk For somebody to kick in my door Or what have you um, think about your windows, even if you are on the first floor, but you have to go into other doors to get into your apartment. There's still windows, there's still access for people to get in um like he has said, a parking spot I paid for a parking spot right in front of my door, so that when I did come home i you know it would be as the the you know it was as a smaller chance for something to happen because I had direct access to get to my place, so you want to think about all of those things. And that's a really good point that you brought up about security cameras and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, obviously, these are not deal breakers, but they're really good things to consider and things that, again, I wish I would have known outside of like first floor apartments, fire escapes and like and parking spots. I wish I would have asked those kind of questions. You know what I'm saying? When I was moving out or had somebody to tell me things like that. Um, so just be as thorough as you can and check in on like your safety Uh, And like we said, we talked about the finances. What else
1: you got? Uh, Safety. We talked about, okay, vetting places. We talked about, okay, we talked about how much money to have saved. Mm -hmm. We talked about um, cleaning supplies, moving expenses. Um, Is that
0: it? I think so. You know, just make a checklist for yourself. Make a checklist for yourself. um, And I'm going to put this... You can't be serious. (laughs) I'm going to put this link to this article in the description box. It's really detailed and it's really great. Shut up. Um, And they also have So the checklist that we spoke about We're talking about trash cans And all of that They also have a checklist At the bottom of the article um, And it breaks it down From your sheets And your comforters To your cleaning supplies To your sponges Your food and water All of that So I'll be sure to post that In the description box Uh, But we just want You know We are getting grown out here And we want all of All of us to succeed um, As we take next steps In our lives And this conversation Is obviously for people who have already thought about why they want to move out and what they're doing. So and
1: whether or not they're ready, um, yeah. it is, it is a major, major decision. And just don't take it lightly. Um, like I said, if you're moving out of state, I would advise you have at least at very minimum, at least eight weeks um, to play with. Like, this is not, you don't want to rush a move. I understand Mm-mm. that things happen and sometimes you have to, mm-hmm. Um um, and if so, you know there are supports and things that you can put into place. But if you have the time and the space to really make conscious choices and decisions mm-hmm. about your next step, your next move, um, you you, I would I would admonish you and behoove you to take full advantage of that. And don't be afraid to ask questions. I my friends will tell you I called all of my friends, like everyone who I like you know, you have like adulting role models. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. My young, my, as the younger adult in the, in the friend group, I would call all my friends who I know, especially my first move when I move out my mama's house. Okay. So this is what I have. Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Ask people, ask questions. Um, And and now it's not the time to be out here faking like you know something that you don't know. It's okay, ask, ask. Have do I need to have first and ask questions of property managers too? Ask them what their policies are. First months, first first month, first first month rent and security. What like what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What are the policies for getting the security deposit back? What am I responsible for? These are the kinds of questions that you need to be asking um, upfront. Call the local. uh, electric company and
0: gas company or what have you and ask them what the process is for setting up a new apartment
1: like get all of that information ahead of time before it's time for you to actually do it Absolutely. Because a lot of times, especially with your electric, if your credit is not where you want it to be, they will ask you for a deposit and that's going to sure we will. have to factor in um, and other utilities as well. So same with your if I know people are moving away from cable, but same with like with Internet service,
0: they will check your credit as well and they, too, will charge you a deposit. Right. So, you can't be watching your hulu's with no with no internet.
1: It's a lot to think about and I'm sorry if we were kind of all over the place but it's just a lot of moving parts with moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um you guys can do it. If we can do it and survive, uh you can too. Again, if you have specific questions about things that we didn't address, feel free to drop us an email um, and Absolutely. we can kind of double back and, and and continue to have the conversation. But we just wanted to get the conversation started. And again, if there are things that you will that you think that you lessons you learned, things that were helpful to you that you would like to share. Y'all know how we do get busy in the comments and share the wealth in this getting grown community. We'll be all out here trying to figure it out together. Absolutely.
0: Happy moving to everybody who's going through moving hell.
1: Oh or considering God. it um, I'm, I'm right there to, with you I'm claiming Since I'm, I'm claiming Some things in my life I know I'm gonna have to Move this year So I, I need to be getting I need to be practicing What I preach And getting my life <laughs> Same sis okay. Same I'm actually doing These things right now
0: <laughs> So <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And I have all my Pots and pans already So oh,
1: But anyway
0: imagine? Okay Let's move on To the honesty box Let's do it Honestly Truly Alright let's dig on Into this honesty box Let's on this good holiday Hey ladies Of course I love you too And I truly appreciate Everything you've shared For not only myself You oh my know God. Sorry Somebody's all up In your honesty box Right now <laughs> Rude
1: I just hope everybody's okay service, Me too Is there some sort of Tragedy happening I don't know What's A going crisis. on Niggas is wild It's too cold outside For
0: niggas to be wilding Like that <laughs> so Anyway He's Sorry He's trying to get Ahead of the traffic <laughs> We're Oh and we're gonna call Our young lady Freddie Let's call okay. her Freddie Of course I love you too And I truly appreciate Everything you've shared For not only myself But my peeps On this journey I was very glad I was able to see you In Atlanta this year Hey Hey. It was everything I needed It was everything we needed too
1: We had a good time too boo
0: We had a blast. I'm writing because this has been on my mind before Getting Grown was introduced to me. The first episode on the launch day. During that time, I was in the middle of my MFA program for media design. I don't know what episode it was, but Kia made me feel so damn dumb. Oh, no. I received my BFA (laughs) in 2011 for graphic design and I finished my MFA in 2016. I didn't mean to. I remember get. What? What I didn't mean
1: to make her feel dumb.
0: Oh no, wait, it's not, it's not what you think it is. Okay. Okay. I remember getting ready for work and listening to the show and I heard you two talking about how we don't pay for master degrees, Uh. master's degrees. It hurt my heart. Here I was sitting in undergrad debt, not working in my field, just freelancing and working for a company who was sucking all my energy. Then I took out loans for my MFA. The whole time I'm on this journey, I thought I was doing good and everything is working in my favor the best way it can. Mm -hmm. I had no clue on how this was even possible to get assistance for my master's. Okay. I always wanted to get my master's before 27. I missed it by a year. I gave myself a 2020 jump date to go full time as an entrepreneur. I jumped in November of this year. The last thing I want to accomplish or at least get started, is my doctorate i want to be based I want it to be based on the preservation on culture through design and media. Okay. This idea came to me from one a professor from my m f a program pointing out to me questioning a classmate on some b s they said about something using the wrong reference point. He asked me what that he asked me, was that a topic for a doctorate program, and how are we? As designers going to move forward in the digital era Hmm. to being tired of people claiming black culture as new phenomenons because they don't know how to do simple and basic research, i.e. box braids versus boxer braids versus cornrows versus Mm. the African origins, simply stated in such a digital world with a lot of not only our history, but other cultural histories are being lost due to a lack of preservation there is a need for a guideline or just the fucking awareness of what has come before at this point no one is reinventing the will it's just getting improved i have no clue on how to find a program that will allow me to have such a specific dissertation or find funding if any on this level okay. this is not a needed degree but it's a desire for me to be the first doctor in my family plus to make sure that if it's just a little piece of the black american culture is preserved and credited to the right ones anywho this is a long this is a little long and got a little nerdy no it didn't Mm -hmm. it got long but not nerdy any help on starting points on how to start this search would be great i know so i know better so i need to do better i'm asking before i jump into something
1: in love freddie oh freddie girl okay well is freddie a girl oh i shouldn't say that yes yes freddie's a she Thank you, Freddie. Um, And I'm so sorry I made you feel stupid. That wasn't my intention. I was saying that um, to say that there are funding options out there um, for graduate school, but sometimes you just got to like look a little deeper. And a lot of times, you know... um, the assumption is that if you go get a master's degree, you have to come out of your pocket. I'm just saying that that's, that's not always the case. And I say we don't pay for graduate degrees because that's what was told to me. And th- after I received that news, um, I got busy making sure that I could secure the necessary bags in order to get my graduate degrees for nothing. Um, well, not nothing, but far less than what I would have had to pay without <laughs> without assistance. Okay, mm-hmm. so... To your question, um, I think you're asking how how to go about your search for finding the right mm-hmm. graduate program. So, and the, yeah, and funding for and it funding. As well. Okay, so um, I think that I always tell people to start first with their question. So I think you have a good sense of what what it is you want the degree for and what you what you want to explore through your graduate training, um, and. What why I I guess why you what's kind of draws you to the space in terms of uh preserving black culture um in like the design and digital space. So I get that. That's really clear to me. Mm-hmm. Um as far as identifying the right program, I think the first step is identifying who in the field is doing work that is most closely aligned with what the work you want to do is. Mm -hmm. Um, If there are papers, publications, uh, I don't know what um, the currency is kind of in like this art space, but I would say... It starts with, you know, with that. And I would try to identify the people who are doing the work that you want to do and and then trying to trying your hardest to get near them so that you can do the work with them as a means for getting the training experience that you need to do the work that you want to do on your own. So I would start there. I would identify uh, other uh, other PhDs, other professors, other leaders in the field. Um, and, see, you know, I would pursue, you know, Whatever graduate programs they're working at, or even sending them emails and asking, or doing your research trying to see where they receive their training, um, and, and and that kind of being the basis of of your search. Um, that's what I did. Um, there were people who I was citing in all of my papers in my master's programs, people who I thought were brilliant and were saying things that made sense to me and really aligned with with the work that I wanted to do and the perspectives that I had about the work that I was doing and it was like, man, it seemed like, you know, pie in the sky, like I'm going to apply to work with this, per- I'm going to reach out to this person and see if he or she would be willing to work with me or if I could train under them and, you know, thinking like they could say no but most of them say yes and I applied to whatever programs they were currently working in mm-hmm. Um you know in order to kind of build that relationship so i think that that's the first the first order of business and funding comes after fit so you want to determine the best fit program identify the programs that fit you well that you fit uh, them and they fit you they they align with what you want out of, to get out of your degree um, mm-hmm. and they align with your life in ways that make sense um, in terms of like the nature of the program and what's going to be required of you and if you feel like mm-hmm. within your life space wherever you are you can meet those requirements you know that's a fit and funding follows fit and and people fund people I want to say people fund people institutions fund people um, who are who fit well because they're going mm-hmm. to continue to bring people, you know, when you get your degree, you're going to continue to bring them You and you out in the field representing and doing well, you're going to be their representative. Um, so if you if you really represent them well, then they they see the investment, they see the value of the investment that they'll put in you for funding your degree. Um, so funding follows fit. Your first, the first thing you want to do is really get serious about identifying the best fit program for you. And then Mm -hmm. if, if, if the fit is right, they will find the money for you. That's been my experience. That's it. it. Oh, we want her here. Let's make that happen. What we got to do. She needs assistantships. She needs, um, you know, fellowships. She needs grants. She needs a job. Maybe you can work on campus. Um, universities, academic spaces they love mutually beneficial relationships once you really make the sell on why you're perfect for that program and that program needs you they will find a way to get you there so i hope that helps i
0: hope so too (laughs) um continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcasts at gmail.com we cover an array of things from uh education to sexual relations and hot sauce <laughs> So and hot sauce all of that. All that but yeah send your your honesty box questions in, into gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com information always in the description box and it's time for us to go put our petty on parade so let's go on over to the petty P
1: yeah. and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty P-E to the T-T-Y uh, alright then let's be petty My favorite time of the day. Let's do it right now. Okay. So, (laughs) guys, you know that we share this, this, this is a safe space. Getting grown, the kitchen table where we convene is a safe space. We are here because we have everybody's best interests at heart. We want y'all to be out here Mm -hmm. representing yourselves in the Mm -hmm. best way possible. Yes. So I say this with all the love in my heart. Really, I do. Really, really, really. But y'all got to do me a favor. Mm. I want y'all to have your business fixed. I want you to have your houses in order, literally, before y'all get to requesting to be on Instagram Live with the, with the people. Well. Because, guys, you watch the Instagram Lives, and a lot of times, you know, popular folks, celebrities and the like, they and you, y'all, request to be to go live with them, and they will oblige you. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Because we're out here in these Instagram streets, and we're all just celebrating and loving on one another. We get it right. So they will oblige you. But the problem that I keep having with y'all is that y'all. Kidding is in the background. Listen, y'all get on <laughs> Instagram live, and your house be looking like all hell in the background. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You don't have. You have not. You have not produced. You need you need to create a production space. If you if you wanna be on the internet on somebody's Instagram live, you need to put on your creative director hat and you need to executive produce a space in your home. Stand in front of a white wall Stand in front of a white wall But let me tell you what We don't want to see In your Instagram live We don't want to see Your unmade bed We don't want to see Your laundry all over the floor We don't want to see You know Dishes in your sink We don't want to see How dirty your house is On Instagram live Because I'm going to tell you Right now Nobody's going to pay attention To anything that you say We're going to be looking At your Instagram live Like my god What in the hell is going on In her house Also if you know, okay, y'all know. We all know what our what our flaws are. Every last one of us, we are conscious of the things that we are yet working on. <laughs> Whether it be our edges or our waistlines or our skin or you know, we know. We know our challenges, the things that you know. Y'all got to stop getting on. and if you know that, then you know, accentuate the positive, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, Put if a head you wrap know, on. You know, if you don't have no edges and you want to get, I'm talking about the young lady who went live with Shekinah I don't know if y'all saw it. Y'all know Shekinah, uh, t- uh Tiny's hairdresser and best friend. Shekinah They had a show on VH1 for a few minutes, which was which was a good time. I wish it was. She's still entertaining. On. Shekinah is a, is is really a riot. Slap my <laughs> knees. Honey. So, uh, Shekinah went and, and, and she is a hair professional. So yes. that's what made it all the more worse. The young lady went on live with Shekinah and had pulled her ponytail. She had a really high ponytail, literally snatched back. Um, and she had like a little a, a faux ponytail on top. But her edges, my God, <laughs> were chewed up. Let me tell you, them edges was eight up. Okay. Ooh. So, and you going on live with Shekinahs. Yes, so Mm. the first thing she get on live and she got this ponytail and she's holding the camera like up above her head So her edges are on full display and the first thing that she kind of say she don't say hey girl Welcome to my live. She don't say nothing. She said where your where your hair at because (laughs) Because from where we were sitting and how the girl was holding the camera It looked like she didn't have no hair It did because of her edge situation. My thing is like, and she was on there defending herself, talking about how she be using the kaleidoscope and she be using the edge entity and her hair is coming back in. You know, she said, I be getting quick weaves and stuff and it pull my edges back. So if you know all of this, if if I knew that and I was getting on live with Shekinah, I would have got on Shekinah's live with a fitted... it would have been or a head wrap I would have wore a head wrap I would have wore a snapback a a bonnet or I would not have held the camera up above my head where you can see the condition of my edges so I just want y'all to be mindful just put on your y'all want to be out here with the with the million dollar YouTube gurus y'all you got to understand the investment that they make (laughs) y'all want to be out everybody want to go viral you don't go viral for the wrong reasons and just take some time to straighten up your house before you get on live, because we're going to talk about you. we're going to talk about you in this pile of shoes in the back of your screen. we're going to see it, and we're going to talk about all how you need to run your vacuum. We're gonna talk about you. We're gonna talk
0: about that TV on top of your suitcases. My
1: God. If y'all wanna y'all wanna be out here, and be viral, just stage your stage a picture. Because here's the thing. Niggas are petty. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And
0: like, the other day, me and Key were on live together and a nigga was like, Jade, are you on the toilet? No, nigga. I was <laughs> I'm on the bathtub ledge and you see tile in the background. <laughs> but I stay ready,
1: so I ain't gotta get ready because you got niggas like that who wanna be up in your business. And <laughs> so. it don't take long. Like you can invest in a little a phone stand. I got one from the Dollar Tree You stand phone stand So when I go on live My phone is sitting on my desk in a stand And all you can see is my face in my wall (laughs) Doesn't matter You know what I'm saying It could be looking like anything in this house I could have clothes (laughs) everywhere But you niggas not gonna know it Is all I'm saying (laughs) But I just want y'all to just be mindful Of what you're doing Mm. Because this is the World Wide Web And we are looking for ways to troll you don't yeah. give us just just be mindful of that. And somebody's going to have to look for a reason to to fry me. I'm not going to give you the I'm not going to give you I'm not going to jump in the grease my voluntarily.
0: No, I mean, and speaking of petty niggas who will troll you, um my petty peeve right. <laughs> is for the people who take selfies. You and I had a little conversation about this ahead of time, so it, they go together. Who take mirror selfies or mirror pictures? My God. But they don't clean their mirror. Jesus. I mean see, vigorously
1: you... brushing their teeth. Vigorously. Yo, I'd be like,
0: yo, this bitch brushes her teeth mad <laughs> wild. <laughs> you see toothpaste specks up on the ceiling and the fucking wall. I'm like, bitch, you are just reckless with how you brush your teeth.
1: And I appreciate like, you walk <laughs> all over the bathroom while you brush it. Stand in one pop Skiat. And poop-poop-poop-poop-poop. That's
0: this bitch Spitting and that's fucking toothpaste all over her goddamn bathroom all these spots all these water spots <laughs> like clean your water spots wipe them down with a wipe and clean your damn mirror and if you don't have no Windex or whatever you can use rubbing alcohol or vinegar both of those will <laughs> clean your mirror spotless take it from me <laughs> so oh, Jesus but I don't want to see that you've been, you know, like open firing on your bathroom because it's spitting mad wild because y'all want to take a selfie, but you don't want to clean up. <laughs> you don't want to clean up the the mess. So that is my very brief petty peeve this week. Whew. I'm sorry. Mine was a little long, but we love. No, it That's fine. That's fine.
1: And that was another episode of Getting Grown. Oh, yes, it was. We thank you for your time and your patience. Um, um, really quick in the way of announcements. This Thursday, I have been invited to uh go on uh Instagram live with Lisa Alamote. She is a good friend of mine, um fellow UConn alum. Hey, uh, yes peskies. indeed. I know, right? So uh, Lisa has is starting this segment called Lisa Unplugged. It's the weekly IG live featuring special guests discussing pop culture, business, beauty, blogging, uh, growth and wellness, et cetera, et cetera. And she has asked hey. me to be a guest on, on Lisa Unplugged this week. So I will be sure to um to leave the information in the description box so you guys can check it out. Her Instagram is uh Lisa Alamode. Uh, on, and we're gonna be on live, and you know she said I can wear a fresh face, my glasses, and a bonnet. So you know I'm gonna be on time for that. Yes. Uh, this Thursday, come on, go watch the Real Bonnet Chronicles. You know what I'm saying? Um, this Thursday, uh, I don't know what's that day actual date. I think it's the 24th. I think yes, so. it is this yes. Thursday, the 24th, um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Lisa Alamo's IG Live. So come and sit with us. We're gonna have a good time.
0: And we will, um, Kia, we'll make sure to put that in the description box as well so you guys know where to go check it out. True. I'm going to go look. I'm going to go pop my head in and go see what's do going on. Do that, do that. But in the meantime, it is cold as hell outside. Listen,
1: so you must, <laughs> must moisturize your skin. Drink your water still, even in the wintertime. Absolutely, especially in the wintertime. And especially. mind your business. Mm. Why, sis? because your black will crack if it's dry bye bye